0: Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. God bless you for being here. What an amazing opportunity to minister through our kids. Wow. I was so impressed. And so thank you to True Kids and Company and parents for getting your child here, no doubt, to practices and working with them, so I commend the parents to making this a great festive day as we celebrate Christ. To all of you that are here, you're visiting me in person or online, I welcome you. Thank you for being either A in the house of the Lord or tuning into the house of the Lord on a, on a beautiful Sunday. We are in a series about rediscovering Christmas, but before I get to that, I want to mention a couple things to you. I realize that COVID and the pandemic is very fluid, and we get mixed signals from the CDC, Supreme Court of the United States, the governor, the sheriff of Riverside County, and so I want to declare to this church so that you know that we are going to lead with responsibility, we are responsible leaders. I have a pastoral staff that we collaborate with. I have a senior leadership team of two of those which work in high-level management positions in the secular world that manage people that are plugged into the information coming from the secular world. And I've got a Ph.D. in common sense. Doesn't really do much for my resume, but nevertheless I want you to know as a church you those that are streaming that we will lead with care and caution I would never put the church in harm's way we will balance health and we will balance our soul and somewhere in the middle that God would give me wisdom where that fine balance is so please know wonderful people of God that we are trying to lead in uncertain times. in the best interest of our soul and the best interest of our health is where we try to find every week what the answer is. And so I say thank you for believing in us. Thank you for believing in our team. I'm not by myself. It's not just my brain or heartbeat. But I've led long enough, I've passed it long enough that... If I can bring some brilliant minds to the table to help us make decisions to move forward. And as Acts says, it seemeth good to us in the Holy Ghost. Health, soul, and right in the middle, common sense. So please know that we're going to lead with care and caution. We love you guys. And every week seems to be different. So your prayers are coveted and appreciated. A few of you that have texted me, Pastor, I'm praying for you. I don't take offense to that. I take that as an honor. Oh, good. I don't have to pray for myself. Not really. It's just another layer of God's wisdom. I often pray, God, give me the wisdom that you would have gave Solomon in the Old Testament in times like this. So please know that we are not cavalier about church, about your health, about the potential risks. But we're not going to run and hide in a cave somewhere either and put our life on pause. And I thank you for hearing me today and trusting us. And can we say amen? One more little word to the wise. If he is the reason for the season, would we agree with that? Then let me just counsel you, advise you, to make sure that you practice that he is the reason for the season in your giving in the month of December. Santa Claus is not the reason for the season. Come on, Brother Foster. Brother Foster got held over and he's working, so I know he had run the aisles on that one. All I'm saying is, let's make sure we keep Christ first in December and everything else can be blessed, but let's not carve out Christ Let's not let Santa Claus compete with Christ because there's coming a January that we need God's protecting hand upon us. And we've got to be wise through December in all that we do. So let's keep him the reason for the season. Can you shout amen as you stand this morning? Amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 8. Second message here. In rediscovering Christmas, I'm going to drill down on finding peace in our struggles. Well, does that fit? Let's talk and listen and lean into the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Someone shout, Fear not. not. For behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy. Someone shout, Great joy. joy. Can we repeat that? Great joy. joy. (laughs) (laughs) Which shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What a promise! What a prophetic word you shall find. It's not happened yet. But this is how you will find him. I'm going to preach to you this morning. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to encourage you on this message title, Finding Peace in Our Struggles. Heavenly Father, once again, I stand pure and submitted to the word of God in your voice today, in front of your people, in front of the Internet, that, Lord, that the Spirit of God would flow through me. You would articulate the words of heaven place them in my voice and my thoughts and let somebody here today that is streaming or in person literally hear the voice of God in their spirit that they are with God and they are safe and there is peace in any struggle that they may be facing. Let the prayer manifest itself in the preaching today. I ask this in the name of Jesus. If you received that, would you shout back amen? Amen, amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You made me seated in Jesus' name. Rediscover Christmas. In Finland, Christmas is a big deal. There's a great tradition there that happens every year. In fact, it happened almost every year since the 1300s. Now, that's a serious tradition going back 700 years. It's called the Declaration of Christmas Peace. You see, each year at noon on Christmas Eve, the Christmas peace is declared in the city of Turku, Finland. The declaration serves as a reminder and encouragement to spend the holiday in harmony and to the threatened offenders with a harsh punishment and to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I think that's a great way to usher in Christmas. With a reminder of Christ coming and bringing peace, he brings it to everyone that needs it, everyone in the world. And if you've been journeying with us since the last week, we know that we are working towards Christmas of celebrating the Advent. Thank you, Brother Chavez, last week for doing an amazing job and helping me. Very good. I said, if you keep preaching like that, they'll be sad when I preach, so you can't preach next Sunday, so i got to get in there and prove myself, but <laughs> pressure's okay, right? And as a quick recap, the word Advent means coming or arrival, and the season is marked by expectation, waiting, anticipation, and longing. Advent is not an extension of Christmas. It's the season that links the past, the present, and the future. And during Advent, we're focusing on different attributes of God. What are they? In this sermon series of rediscovering Christmas, we're focusing on hope, peace, joy, and love. And each of these attributes lead us to rediscover Christmas. When I think about peace embodied in the Christmas story, we can't help but think about the shepherds. They were the unlikely recipients of God's message of peace. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 12. This is like God's birth announcement to the world. You see, it's in the New Living Translation that it calls them the armies of heaven. That there is a sound, that it's incredible that the angels are praising God, probably singing and declaring to God the glory of God, of heaven and of peace and of humanity upon this earth. But I want to talk to you this morning that peace comes in the midst of your storms. Peace comes when you are weary. Peace comes when you feel depleted. Peace comes when you look up and you still see darkness. Peace comes when you have no answers. Thank God that the power of God can still bring peace to a person's life here in the 21st century. In the midst, deep into a pandemic, I can still have a peace that passeth all understanding. Come on, somebody. Can I preach a moment? I'm going to quote the words of Brother Chavez and kind of make fun of him. I don't know about you, but I need peace in the midst of the storm. Have you ever experienced a hurricane or an earthquake? Have you ever lived through a tornado? It's an eerie experience. Let me ask you this morning this question, ponder this as I preach. How is your Christmas season going? How does your Christmas season typically go? I think if we're honest, that we might choose the words like busy, hectic, frantic to describe the lives of our everyday living in this year and maybe year round. Or maybe you feel you have an overloaded schedule that robs you of peace. Or maybe it's something more maybe it's a relational conflict, maybe it's pressure at work, a loss of a job sickness to someone that you know or yourself, you name it. We have plenty of options to choose from this year that could easily rob us of our peace. For many of us, I think peace sounds like a long ways off at times. Oh, that's a good idea, pastor. But I realize that I've lived long enough and I've pastored long enough that when you feel like you need peace, often it's within, without the reach of your arms and your hands. It preaches nice. It encourages nice, Brother Tim. But when I need peace, I feel like I'm in a black cavity being sunk deeper and deeper away from the peace. Well, I've come to encourage somebody that's online this morning or here in person that no matter where you are, peace can come in the midst of the storm. That's the value of peace is when I'm at a desperate situation that God can speak peace into my life. When I seem like it's in turmoil and I'm in a shipwreck and I'm diving out of control and falling, that God speaks peace in the midst of a storm. Can you shout amen? when everything's going so good and I'm on the mountaintop and I've got the world by its tail, I don't think about peace. I think peace is more relevant when I'm in a bad situation. The value of peace, the relationship with peace. In the examples throughout the Bible is when people We're in desperate situations. My story that readily comes to mind is the Sea of Galilee, which several years ago, some of us from the church were privileged to visit Israel. And we set sail on the Sea of Galilee. It's a massive sea. And the disciples were tormented, thrown back and forth and tossed. And they see a figure, a silhouette, a shallow On the horizon is Jesus, and he simply says, peace be still. Mother Nature bows to the voice, and in the midst of the storm, peace shows up all of a sudden. You see, I thought about that story. I thought about those words, Brother Tony, peace be still. Three powerful prophetic words. It did not just loom and linger on the Sea of Galilee, but it speaks into our lives in the 21st century. It speaks into the year 2020. It speaks into the Christmas season. It speaks into the realm of a pandemic. Peace be still. But those same three words set on the Sea of Galilee with a change of season and a different month, a beautiful sunny day, the sea glistening as glass, And Jesus would step on the edge and say, peace be still. It would seem to be a little irrelevant. No meaning. Lord, it's 81 degrees out. The sea is smooth as glass. We're catching fish faster than we can reel them in. Peace be still. What's the correlation? I'm telling you, my friend, the power of peace is in the midst of a storm. When things aren't going good when things aren't lifting, when things are out of control. That's what I'm preaching about this morning, about rediscovering Christmas, that, that peace, no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're thinking, no matter what you went to bed with the last night that was weighing up on you. I've come to preach peace into your life in this holiday season. The holiday season in the midst of a pandemic is different from all of us. For all of us, rather, we're trying to figure out how do we do Christmas We have to close the blinds because there's more than six people, according to the governor. And all the memes that are bouncing around in social media. The nice thought about the holidays that we used to think about, that we long for. If this is where you find yourself today, let me encourage you that Jesus shows up in the storms. And when life threatens us, our peace and our hope and our joy seems to be distant. But I'm glad that he says he'll never leave us if he's the peace. He'll never forsake us. He's as close, the scripture says in this context, is the mention of his name. But I'm going to say he's as close as me saying, God, give me peace. God, speak peace into my storm. God, bring some resolve to my spirit and my mind. I'm in turmoil. I'm in conflicted results here with people. I have some situations. I need to speak peace, God. I need you to do that into my life. I need you to change something, God. What's going on? I don't know what's going on, and I can't fix it. I need hope. I need peace. I need joy to show up. He's there with us when love seems lost, and the way forward is totally unclear. But this is where God appears. This is his expertise. He thrives in these environments. In the middle of Israel's dark night, oppression against the Roman Empire, centuries of suffering and wondering, and where is God? The question is crying out. In the middle of the world being turned upside down, a young Jewish couple found themselves in the center of a cosmic event that will change the world forever. And in all of these circumstances, and all of the struggles, this is exactly where God shows up. And this is where God continues to show up for us in your pain, in your heartache, in your uncertainty. And this is where God does his best work. At the midnight hour, In Acts 16, Paul and Silas shackled. They cried on God, and God stepped in when everything seemed to be hopeless. Though King James says that they were in the inner prisons. They weren't in the lobby. They weren't in the parking lot. They weren't in the playground. The inner prisons, that they'd have to go through gate after gate and guard after guard and, hello, hopeless. Maybe I know we're not physically in places like that, but maybe your spirit is. And this is where God continues to show up in our fears, and He shows up in our confusion. He shows up in our grief and our losses and our uncertainty. And yes, right now we're living in uncertain times. How's this next week going to play out? With well, a layer of a pandemic, I don't know. It's fluid, it can change daily. Five or six different opinions from authorities. How do, how, which is the right opinion? What do you do? And we find ourselves grappling, trying to figure out what is comfortable for us. I could have some normalcy in my house and Christmas is coming and we want to honor God. We want to respect and love one another. Realize the value of family and Friendships. And relationships, when everything is stripped away, you can strip away the presence, you can strip away freedom, but my friend, we've got to have God, and we've got to have family, and we have to have relationships, and people cannot function without relationships. A relationship with God vertically, a relationship with people horizontally. I don't know every hardship that you're facing, every wince of pain that you're feeling, but please know this, my friend, listen to me, God knows. He is there. Bringing peace and calm to your hurting heart. Peace that defines your circumstances. What are you talking about? I'm talking about a God that never changes. He's the same God that were with the people that came out of Egypt. That may not have been a pandemic that we think about and qualify today, but that was bondage. That was slavery. You could not be yourself. You could not come and go. You did not have the liberties. They were in bondage, but somewhere in the midst of bondage, God came through a burning bush and he had a plan to bring his people out of bondage and into a land of promise and milk and honey. What is he saying? Hey, I'm going to restore peace back into your life. I know the surroundings don't look like it, but give me a chance. I'm God. I'm going to do what I do best, and I bring peace to bad situations. Oh, someone shout, "Amen!" amen. Peace defines our circumstances. That's great to say. Sounds nice, doesn't it? You might be thinking, maybe you don't know how much I hurt, Pastor. Maybe not. Maybe I've not traveled every path. Of your pain. But maybe I can offer you something that would help relieve the pain. To hold the Word of God at bay or to hold me at bay, say, Pastor, you don't know how I feel. You've never been through this. That would have been like me 17 years ago when I sat on the doctor's table and fought back tears. I'm embarrassed now, 17 years later, but it was legit then. When the doctor said, You're in perfect health, but you have diabetes. What if I would have said, Do you have diabetes? Well, what do you know about diabetes, Mr. Doctor? You don't know how I feel. You don't know what it's like to think your life is going to be maybe insulin dependent. You don't know what it's going to be like to change your eating habits. Or what if the doctor gives you a prognosis and you say, oh, do you have that? What do you know about that? Here's my point, my friend. When it comes to the natural body, we believe what the professional is telling us because they're experienced and they've been schooled in that. And so for me to say, hey, God's going to give you peace in your circumstances. Hey, pastor, have you ever been through this? No, I haven't. But I'm telling you what the word of God says. This is the professional. This is the authority. This is the final word. I don't have to walk through what you're walking through to tell you that God is greater than your circumstance and your situation. Hello, somebody. Can I preach to you? I've walked through some valleys myself. And I've faced some some things myself. That don't mean we have to say that we've done that, but we have a church, come on now, that hey, that says, hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If he don't feel too great in you right now, Brother Tony, he's great in me, and I'm going to come alongside you and tell you, i got you covered. i got prayer. I'm going to bring you peace in your circumstance. I don't even know what you're doing, but God said, hey, you shall prevail. What that is, the value of the church and peace in a circumstance. Mm, 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 mm. Woo! So, back to this. Whatever you're going through, just just make a note of yourself as we move forward in life. Don't ever conclude when someone says that, that's preaching with a pure heart, yeah, you don't know what I'm going through, and write them off. You're writing God off. You're writing off the potential for God to just blow you up with peace. Because flesh is getting in the way, which creates doubt and unbelief, and it holds God at bay. So, hey, when's that... I, God will bring you this. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through. That doesn't mean that I don't care. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to be sensitive. I'm just telling you, God has not showed me in black and white, but he's given me the answer for every situation. I don't need to know the situation, but here's the answer. And God said, I'm going to give you peace that defines your circumstances. If you'll believe on me, if you'll lean on me, if you'll walk after me, no matter where you are in life, no matter how heavy the burden is, no matter how bleak it is, I'm still going to give give you peace in a situation where you think you can't get your way out. Oh, someone shout back, that's good preaching. See, Brother Chavez, they never told you that was good preaching. I got it, it's on camera tape now. Now, we're not going to tell him that I told you to say that. We'll just, Brother Chavez, is Brother Chavez here? Is he? Oh, man, I thought he was streaming from home. Okay, anyway, he's getting the behind-the-scenes tour, so he knows it's not legit now. Anyway, but back to a hurt and a pain. Let me have your attention for a minute. Yes, I am indeed sorry if you're hurting. I'm sincere. I can only imagine how awful it is. I can agree with you how unfair it is. But let me encourage you that there is a peace. That is deeper. There is a peace that defiles your, defies your circumstances. Let me assure you that in the face of all you're facing and all that you have gone through, God's peace doesn't just make sense, but it's real. You say, well, it don't make sense. It's still real. There's a lot of things in life don't, that don't make sense, but it's real. I don't understand everything in life. I don't know exactly how these lights here, okay, change color by someone 100 feet away on a computer. Do you get that? I don't understand that. I don't understand how this here that you can fling the guitar and someone in Australia can hear it from a pulpit in Temecula. Are you that smart? But it's true. You see, here's what I want you to understand. I don't have to get it to make it true. I don't have to understand it to make it validating. Just to believe that, yes, God said he's going to do this. We're going to rediscover Christmas, and part of rediscovering that Christmas spirit is finding peace no matter where I am. So when Christmas Day shows up on a Friday, December 25th this year, that when you are in your home with some of your family, part of your family, that you can say, hey, family, you know what? No matter what happens, we have peace. God is good. We're making the best of this. God will figure this out. The the brilliant doctors will figure this out. We will rebound. We will move, move forward. But this year, this is Christmas, and I'm Peace and this feels good. Why? Because God is speaking peace into our circumstances. And knowing that God is healing and knowing that God can touch my heart and all my wounds that need to be touched, just knowing this, He's protecting my mind on an onslaught of anxiety. And let me encourage each of us to that no matter what you're facing. The process begins with us turning to God and believing. Someone shall believe. Bringing our hurts and our questions and doubts and whys and needs to who? To him. Our questions, our hurts, our doubts, our whys. Let me just give you a little side note here of encouragement. When you take those to other people, they can't fix those. I take them to God. And God sorts through it. And in the midst of him sorting through it on his time frame, I'm going to have peace, Brother Jim, that I've left this with God. I've left it at the foot of Calvary. What are you doing? I'm just trying to find peace in my circumstance, and I'm giving it to God, and I'm doing my best to back up and say, hey, let's just have a great December. Let's have a great Christmas. Let's just love everybody. Let's figure out. Let's stay healthy. Let's stay safe. How can you do that? Because I left it right here, and I'm going to expect God to speak peace into my circumstances. And Paul said it this way, in every situation, by prayer and petitioning, with thanksgiving, mm, present your request to God. Key word takeaway there, thanksgiving. I don't pretend to fully understand all of this, but there's a power in prayer that transforms And grows in our hearts that creates gratitude. Some things are just so God-ordained, I can't figure them out. His ways are so far above our ways. The Bible says "As the east is from the west. That's God. And what helps me lean into that, hear me somebody, is my faith in God because I've seen him bring peace in circumstances throughout my short little life and my pastorate that God (laughs) speaks peace into every situation when I lean into the voice of God and not the voice of others. Ah, finding peace in my struggles. And I know this much that peace is a person. It all comes back to a person. Peace is a person. Peace is, person. Peace is Jesus. What does that mean? That means God's Spirit is inside of me. We are spirit, we're called a spirit-filled church. Which means the people that reside and congregate here are spirit-filled. That's That's the peace. That's the love. That, yeah? So how is peace a person? In our peace is the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll not leave you comfortless, John chapter 14. For I will come, the Spirit of God. So so please understand this, precious people of God. If you're here, you're streaming online, lean into your computer or your mobile device and listen to me. The peace that passeth all understanding. Let me pause. When you know God, and when God dwells inside of you and you and him become one, I can have a peace. Peace. That will pass the understanding of my knowledge. I understand some things. I do have knowledge of some things, Brother Tim. But when I lean into God, regardless of my knowledge, I can have a peace that goes past my knowledge. I know this, I know this, I know this. And God says, okay, boom, 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 here's my peace. It passes my understanding. I don't understand, neither do I. How come you're not all wound up? I got a piece. And actually, in some weird way, it kind of just passed me in the fast lane. I don't even think I can catch up with it. But it's a God thing. I don't understand how all, how all that works. Brother Jim, I just know it works. Sixty years later on this life, pastoring people for 21 years, It works. It works, it works, it works. So I've got to somewhere understand that if I'm finding peace in my struggles, the answer is God. Not Google. Not friends in a break room. Not naysayers. God. God. And I'm going to stay focused and tethered to God. So how, when's the pandemic going to lift, Pastor? I don't know. When are they going to distribute the vaccine? How are they going to get it out? What's the, what's the available pecking order of it? I don't know. What about the pulse of the political climate in America? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. All I know is to do what I know to do. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a good husband and a father. I'm going to be a good pastor. I'm going to show up at my appointed time. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to lean into God. I'm going to seek peace. I'm going to follow his word. And then God at some point has to take over the things that I can't influence. That's exactly what happened in the Roman Empire when it failed. I'm just gonna have to trust God. That's how I find peace. Not always easy, not always easy. Not trying to be cavalier about peace. I'm telling you, but I'm always searching for it. I'm always chasing it. I'm always trying to just okay, I don't know, Lord. Just make sure in this holiday season you don't get all wound up tight. And ruin and hurt the people around you. Just get a little peace. Peace out. Am I supposed to drop the mic here and walk off the platform? Just take a deep breath and say, God, Pastor's message. I'm trying to process this, but I really want what he said, but I don't know if I, I don't know how to get there, and I don't naturally live there, but I want to live there. He inspired me more than Brother Chavez. I'm just, I'm, man. Wow. Pastor is just, I like what he said. I forgot what Brother Chavez said, but I like what Pastor said. Peace. Brother Chavez, what did you preach on last week? Hope? I hope you all remember. But here, let's close. If you can stand, stand with me this morning. Paul says in Ephesians 4, and 4 2 and 14, excuse me, for he himself is our peace. Listen to this. Isaiah 9:6 through 7. Let me read a portion of it to you while you listen. For unto us a child is born. And a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. I want you to watch me now. And he shall be called. Someone shout called. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Watch me now. Prince of Peace. He shall be called. Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, Counselor, Wonderful. That's the kind of God that I'm preaching about. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about in the midst of our struggles. That's the kind of power. That's the relationship. Again. Here's the takeaway from my message. To find peace in any situation, a large element of that conclusion is going to be God. I feel like I need to tell somebody this in my spirit. Maybe you're watching online. That you need to work on the relationships around you because you might be hurting them. This is Christmas. If you want to be so logical and carnal and critical, put it on pause in December and hurt them in January. Did a pastor just say that? I'm praying that December fixes you and you don't have the desire to continue that in January. Hello, somebody. But can you just pause the chaos that maybe you're a part of and you're facilitating and say, God, I'm just, I don't know anything else to do, so I'm just going to stand and be still and hear your voice. You see, Brother Jim, the older we get, we slow down and we realize what is really important in life. Probably, Brother Al, health, family, my relationship with God. What else really matters? I don't know. Now, other things are nice and they're pluses. It's the whipped cream. It's the cherry on top. But I don't need all that to have peace. Peace. I don't need all that to be at harmony with my relationships. I don't need all that to secure my relationship with God. I do need these things. And all I'm going to ask is, and I'm going to close. The praise team is here. They're going to lead us into another set of worship. I'm just going to ask you to receive and stand. And there's five spots up here that we're doing our best. Okay, we're being prudent. If you want an altar to pray at, stand out, kneel out, we can take five of you. Now I'm going to pray for us. And the five that want to come can come. Well, let me just say this, okay? As you live this week, and we'll come back next week and preach about rediscovering Christmas with another dynamic, but work very hard this week on discovering peace in your life. And I'm asking you to work very hard on reconciling the relationships that are in your circle. Because when those are reconciled, that brings great peace. And how much more do we need to reconcile For the holiday season. We need each other. It's a pandemic. People are afraid. People are discouraged. Businesses are closing. I've I've seen churches close. People have left churches. I mean, humanity, we're in chaos. Well, I just I can't fix and control all that. All I can do is stay tethered to God and stay tethered to this church and submit myself to the people of God and the word of God. And when it's all said and done, the sun comes back out and I'm still going to be made whole. I'm going to say, that was a bad year. That was a rough year. I don't ever want that to happen again, but I'm still standing. And I love God and God is great and he never forsook and he never left me and he never disappeared. Although I thought he did, but he was always there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you this morning. God, I pray that the words of a pastor would not be void but they would go into the hearts and the homes of everyone that's streaming and listening and in person that our struggles God will be touched by the power of peace that our relationships around us, God, will be mended and secured in this holiday season. And as we rediscover Christmas, God, it's not about paper and lights and tinsels. It's about relationships with you and people, God, and and gifts and dinner and parties are extra, God. But we're going to work very hard this month, God, to restore these areas and restore peace. I ask God, every hearer, every viewer that would tune into this in the future would feel the anointing and the blessings from God in this message. In Jesus' name I pray. If you receive it, someone shout amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life.